0: hello and welcome to the Dow of our understanding recovery podcast in this podcast we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery we hope you enjoy today's podcast episode hello this is buddy C welcome to the Dow of our understanding recovery podcast today we have Tina and Dennis and Drew. we may have some more folks bouncing a little later we'll have a a good conversation this morning. I think about the 7th verse of the 18. I believe that's where we're at. Any announcements just go to buddyc.org. I'm trying to pull it up while I tell you okay, and I can't. Okay. There we go. And there's a lot of things there that a lot of resources. It's a you can see if you like this kind of conversation about recovery and the Dow. Uh, there's a free daily devotion that you can sign up for. You can also get a, uh, I did an interpretation of, um, uh, of the Tao Te Ching, not a translation, but how, uh, it fits into my recovery, uh, a couple of years ago now. And you can get a free copy of that by emailing me off the website or uh, you can buy it at Amazon. We've been getting this into a lot of, a lot of gels. We, I found several nonprofits that give book that do books for prison all over the country that I, I sent boxes of books to for donations. So that's the kind of things that we're doing with any money we make off Books not a moneymaker. <laughs> I might make $150, 200 dollars a month, but it's not about the money. See, it's about these gifts that we're given that we're able to share them. And this is one of the things that that we do. So if you ever want to help us with that in any way, financially is what I'm saying, just email me and I'll give you my PayPal account and I'll put all that money toward more books to go out to inmates and to those that ask. If you look under the resources, there's a bookstore on buddyc.org as well. All the books we use are there and plus a bunch more. One book that I really like, I'm going to start just reviewing a book every, when we meet, I think would be a good thing to do. There's, I'm just going to pick one out. If you, let's see, what do I want to pick out? I'm confused now. Oh, this is the one I want to pick out. The Winza. It's on the very bottom of the page. You can just do a control find if you're looking for a particular one. This is by Thomas Cleary. We talk about it some, but if you like, this and you want more Taoist uh, writings. This is more some of a, more of a story form. And from what I read, there were three. There were the three books that people like that was other than the I Ching was the Dao Te Ching, the Wente, which is W E N T Z U, and any of Chonzo's writings, which we we went through Thomas Merton's book on Chonzo. Chiwanza, I think, is the way I'm supposed to. I can't even if I know how to pronounce it, I'm sure it's impossible for me. But Chawantza is in here, too. And it's a Thomas Merton book, The Way of Chiwanza, And that's the one that we uh we went through in the podcast for several episodes. All the stories that you see that weren't about aching verses came. I think most all of those came from the Chiwanza. So uh that's a very good. If you want a little, I don't say deeper, but look at it from another view. That's all we're doing. We're taking the sculpture of spirituality. Oh, uh, how, how about this? Oh, this is even better. The sculpture of awareness.
1: Wow! Now, does that not sound spiritual? <laughs> <laughs> I like I really like how excited you get when something new is popping up, buddy. That is <laughs> listen for, for me to sit and watch. Is how about this? <laughs> I can learn all. Yeah, how about it? <laughs> I was thinking about. I, I didn't plan.
0: That's not. I didn't have. Oh, I'm going to talk about this. I just. That's. A, it's exciting though when you come to know things, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So we're looking at this sculpture of awareness, and what our spirituality does, and all these things that we're learning. How we drop off fear and start living in love and all this stuff and compassion. Virtue would be the word for a lot of the Tao stuff. We're starting to see the sculpture of awareness clearer and clearer and from different views at different times of the day. Maybe sometimes in moonlight, who knows, or at dusk or dawn. All works of art, everything looks differently when you look on it with at different shades of the day and all those type things. So we're, that's what we're doing is we're looking at that sculpture of awareness and we don't understand what we see. I definitely didn't understand in the beginning. I didn't even know where it was. What is this I'm looking for? I didn't know that was my problem. And the awareness is just uh, brings us to the moment. I had no idea what spirituality really was. I, I knew a little bit, but that's the big gift from recovery for me is the spirituality
1: that's bringing about that I can live what is it for you now buddy that was a question that just arose what does spirituality mean for you now it has changed throughout the years right keeps changing Dennis Uh, me
0: being available this moment Mm. just when I'm sitting in meditation that's a trainer for the rest of the day really for me that's what meditation is. It's not, I'm scoring brownie points so later I can cash those in. But it's not, or I'm going to be saved from hell because I'm spending all this time doing, quote, good works or whatever. you nothing. <laughs> when, when Jesus said, if you seek, you'll find, he didn't mean you'll find after you die. You'll find now.
1: Uh.
0: The kingdom of God's now. He never taught the kingdom of God was. He said, the kingdom of God's in you and all around you, but you don't know it. So it was about now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so everything's pointing us to that, to the moment, Dennis. It's pointing. And the availability in the moment, I think, the availability to be used without an agenda. Yeah. Because isn't that when we feel peace and joy, it's when we're being used, when we're of service to someone? It is that's when i feel peace and joy it's not when you know now it's funny how let's say i attained something had a goal and attained my goal i have never attained a goal that within a few minutes i wasn't attaining another goal and it might last for a minute or two where i feel ah this is nice
1: And it okay what's next that is so interesting. I think we all get get caught short of that. I, it reminds me of an old story, what you said there. And it was about two people. And one of them was, they were both in the program. And they were sitting, one of the guys was sitting and bragging. And he said, man, and I got this and this. And he has created a lot of wealth for himself. He said, man, I have a private jet. And he comes with all these things. And this other guy I said, hey, you know what? I have one thing you'll never achieve. One thing you never have. And, oh, what is that? I want what is that? I have enough. that's that's what that is and that is what this program is it's about deduction and addition how aware can i be in this present moment all the time that is that's really it it's it's interesting and sometimes dennis i have to go back to being where
0: my feet are okay i'm Mm -hmm. breathing right now you know if i get stirred up about something Mm -hmm. if i just take a moment and breathe and come back as much as I can to this moment. Mm. And whatever's disturbing me, either pray for them or open my heart to whatever that is. I don't know why that open my heart phrase does something for me.
1: it's better than others to forgive.
0: Uh, well, I choice. use three. We've talked about this. I've, I use three. Like when I go into a meeting and sit down, a lot of times I still do it. I did it the other day. I'll sit down, and if I'm not really gelling, if I'm not in the moment, if I'm not in the moment, if I'm out there somewhere, entertaining thoughts, I'll go around the room and open my heart to each person. If this were the room, open my heart to Tina, open my heart to Dennis. First, I'd go, yeah, I'd go around the room, opening my heart to everyone, to Drew. Then I come back and I go around again, and I send each of them love. I'd send love to Tina, ask that she be aware of love's presence today, anything that comes to mind, and just go around each person. Then again, I would go around and ask how could I how can I be a service to Tina today? If there's anything I can do for Tina, I am available. And then go around the room again doing that. Or sometimes I do all three with each person as I go. I just mix it up, and sometimes I just sit to the whole room and say, "Oh, I can just do it to the whole room at once." It just depends on where I'm at, how much it takes to get me there. But yeah, yeah, Dennis, that's how I approach those things, and it gets easier. I think if you want, if you were talking about what uh, spiritual perfection would be, that kind of thing that we all oh, think true. about. I think it is being available in more moments of the day. The more moments of the day I'm available, I believe that would be doing the will of God. Oh, let me ask y'all a question. I like this hand to body analogy for dual non-dual thinking. And I was writing the devotion, working on the devotions and I was thinking about when we thank God for something, I'm like, God's not separate from me, but yet I'm not God. It's the hand saying, hey, I'm the body over here, when it's just the hand. It, the hand's part of the body, but it's not the entire body. Just like we are not all, all of consciousness, so to speak. We're part of this conscious moment, okay? The words are going to get all tied up. So try to look through the words. And I was thinking, if the hand, if the body had some kind of individual consciousness, each part had a little bit of consciousness. If the hand thanked the brain for thinking of a good idea, that would make sense. So what's the difference between that and us thanking God for something? That doesn't violate oneness by saying, you know, that you thank God for something. You know, like people think, like you think, oh, why are you doing that? Don't you know this and this? That kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, I said, oh, okay, that makes me accept that kind of almost divisive. There's God and then there's me. You know, the hand's not the brain. There's a hand and a brain. Yeah, but they're all one body. And even on a Christian side, Paul said that we are the body of Christ. So it's really an idea in Christianity, too, that we're part of the body. So it can. That helped me to keep it unified more. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, that was something I realized this week. Let's go. We're on the seventh verse. Is that correct? Any comments right now? We just talked about a lot. I know in, in minutes. Y'all have any comments on this? If you do, just speak up. Okay.
2: I, I just wanted to say thanks for sharing your perspective Every time I hear just a a little slight different perspective, it sinks in a new way. So thank you for sharing where you're at.
0: Thanks, Tina. Thank you. And anytime you guys have any of that you want to share, please do. That's what the podcast is for, is sharing our experience, strength, and hope. You know, how it's working for us. Not our inexperienced weakness and despair. We can go cry about that to our sponsor. That's what he, he or she is for. And then they tell you to stop sniffling and grow up. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Verse seven. I'll read out of the, I mean, I want to read out. I haven't even looked at the Jonathan star for verse seven. I was going to read
1: Stephen Mitchell. Anyone got one they want to read? I got Stephen Mitchell right here. Do you want to go ahead with it? Yes. Okay. The seven, the Taoist infinite, eternal. Why is it eternal? It was never born, thus it can never die. Why is it infinite? Inf- infinite. It has no desire for itself, thus it is present for all beings. The master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. She is detached from all things. That is why she is one with them. Because she has never let go of herself, she is perfectly fulfilled. He has let go. She has let go. Sorry. Yes, she has. She's never let go. She has <laughs> let go of herself. She's perfectly fulfilled. Do you mean when you say you had let go of yourself, you let go of the ego there? Is that kind of the way you say when you let go of yourself? You're letting go of everything you desire. Okay.
0: That's how I see it. Because he talks about the reason why the Tao is infinite is because it has no desires for itself. Yeah. All things. Okay, look at this. It says that he had that the Tao has no desires for itself, and because it has no desires for itself, it's present for all beings. That's what we were talking about before. Wow. Yeah. Totally unplanned, unscripted, mm. absolutely, <laughs> totally unscripted. Wow. We see that so often. We chat. I talk to a sponsee and We talk about something that we're just going on, and then we get to reading what we're going to read, and it's about what we were just talking about instead of the opposite.
1: That's interesting.
0: Present because there's no desires. And I think the rest of that is telling us how the master has no desires, what the master does, the actions the master takes, stays behind, detaches from things. And when she detaches from things and stays behind, she can be one with them.
1: That is interesting. That was actually how we opened the meeting. Yeah, the yeah. last part of the first stanza. That's interesting.
0: That is why she is one with them, because she has let go yeah. of herself, the ego, like you're talking about, or just everything. When I go through the day, and this is a constant deal. I desire I want. I heard in a meeting, it's brief there's a lady in a meeting every time she talks I make a note of something to put in the devotions and she said that I can turn anything into alcoholism I'm like yeah I can
1: Yeah.
0: or I can turn anything into alcohol is how she said it and I was like I never heard that maybe that's a common thing in meetings but I'd never heard it in a meeting in 20 years and I thought yeah I can turn anything into alcohol more and more comments
3: guys I I just know i'm so much more at peace especially around others when i'm just being present around them i'm not concerned about myself i'm not concerned about making sure that that i'm the center of attention or even what people think about me trying to control i want them to think i'm this way or that way or not this way or not that way a few weeks ago i went with Went with a friend to her extended family's lake house out in the Piney Woods. And at one point, we all ate lunch. Everybody went outside. But there was a guy, he was in his 80s, and he stayed behind inside. He had real bad back problems and just couldn't really go out. And I just sat down with him and met him. Never met him before. Didn't know him at all. Just asked him, I don't know, about his life, and he just opened up to me talking all about everything he went through, really interesting experiences in childhood and college and all that. And I just listened to him for, I don't know, a good hour or so. Just let him talk and ask follow-up questions. Never was really thinking about how... Other things I needed. What's going on outside? What are all, what are these people doing without me? Or making sure that I got a point across to him that I wanted to make. It was just really nice to, to sit there with him and learn about him and hear his stories and ask him some follow up questions. And uh, I learned a little bit later that he just went on about how much he enjoyed talking to me and I didn't do any talking (laughs) I I just let him do all the talking and it it seemed like the first time in a while that somebody had just been present with him and been interested in him Mm -hmm. and we both had a great time and I, I know he and I both came away from that experience feeling really good. It's just kind of one of those things that teaches me get out of my head and be present with whoever I'm with. It's just so much more peaceful, so much more you learn so much more about the other person and just a way to share, you know, attentive listening is really a gift to give to somebody. It's, it seems like, as much distraction as there is out there, it's really hard for people to listen attentively, um, which is one thing I really appreciate about this group. It teaches me to sit back, not try to control everything, join in when I can, and just let it all happen.
0: Drew, the only reason you could do that in that moment is you had no desire for yourself in that moment. Mm -hmm. We look at something like this and we think no desire for self. And then we go off on this whole deal of making it this huge thing. That's not unlike instead of saying you can't drink the rest of your life, saying I can't drink today or at this moment. Okay, the no desire can be the same way. We're just doing that in more moments of the that the practice is doing more of this in more moments of the day. So you were without without desire in that moment when you were, it's not some huge thing you had to do. You just had to do it right then. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. If we take this whole idea of egolessness, Dennis, like we talk about and take it out of the abstract and say, maybe bring it down to the moment. I'm just not going to be, it's not something you're when, when something pops up and that you're beginning drawn off by desire in some way you can say
1: okay i'm just not going to do that right now when, i when, like that you i like that you're talking to me when you begin talking about the ego that's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. it a while ago that well, this is the ego so that's i was just addressing that but uh, that was fun. You're not a bad place to start with that at any time. No, it's good. It's
1: good. <laughs> Actually, I gotta say, guys, I gotta leave here in a second. I'm about to go meet up with Buddy here.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go hiking today, so I'll be up there shortly too.
1: Okay, I'll see you
3: guys. Okay. Bye, bye, Dennis.
0: I want to read this. I want to read Jonathan Star. I haven't uh, read this yet, so let's see what it says. Heaven is ancient. Earth is long lasting. Why is this? Because they have no claims to life. By having no claims to life, they cannot be claimed by death. The sage puts his own views behind, so ends up ahead. He stays a witness to life, so he endures. What could he grab for that? What could he grab for that he does not already have? What could he do for himself that the universe itself has not already done? Wow. I wonder if I could interview this guy. I'm going to try to find him. He looks pretty young when he wrote the book. but He may still be around. Translations of Rumi. He's done a bunch of stuff. What's his name again? Jonathan Starr. S-T-A-R. Oh, yeah. But I've never seen anything of him. I'm going to have to go YouTube him and find this guy. He wrote a bunch of stuff, and the Christian Christian mystics. I like that talk about the Nagamati and the Book of Thomas and all those guys. Yeah, I need to. I'm going to reach out to this guy. Hey, Jonathan Starr, if you're listening by chance, <laughs> <laughs> info at C dot org, <buddyc.org>, please.
3: <laughs> That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? And then I get an email. Wait a minute, here he is. There, uh, yeah, he just pops in on the next yeah, or week's
0: who knows, chat. Yeah, someone who knows Jonathan Starr, we'd love to talk to him. All right. That is good. What could he do for himself that the universe itself has not already done? Everything's taken care of. And that's getting away from the reason we have desires is because we think we're not taken care of. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. I want something because I think I don't have it. And I start practicing that by, this is stays behind, puts herself last, puts herself last is a good, is another way that's said, puts their own views behind. So in other words, you stay within your hula hoop. You don't impose on other people. Very libertarian, right? (laughs) Jeffersonian, very Jeffersonian. That it's okay for, you know, I, I pursue life, liberty and property as long as it doesn't impede on you doing the same. It's Mm -hmm. that idea, I think. Plus even further with this though, because it's not even that the sage is actually promoted by submitting to others. It stays a witness. That would be the detached from all things, I think. Becoming a passerby. Like the Book of Thomas talks about, kind of like we do our thoughts that we let those pass on through. Don't act on them. We start treating life like we do our thoughts. We notice it instead of jumping at everything. Yeah,
3: that's definitely one thing that meditation helps me with is is recognizing when I do get in those thought patterns. I've been noticing more more judgmental thought patterns lately. And uh, I I would have thought, I would have told you, I'm not judgmental at all. That's not me. That's other people. I can tell you all the people I know who are judgmental. Let me tell you how much I'm judging them for being (laughs) judgmental. That sort of thing. But I've... I've been doing more meditation lately, and I think that's cueing me into unhelpful thought patterns like that. Just small daily things, and maybe even some bigger things. But lesson I'm taking away from it is it, it's really hard to be present when I'm thinking about what other people should be doing or how they're doing things wrong or what uh, uh, how much I'm being put out by this other person living their life and me having to me having to deal with them just being themselves why can't they change why can't they do this why can't they do that why can't they stop doing this why can't they stop doing that and to me those are just second nature thoughts uh, And just starting to realize how really corrosive all of that thinking can be. So trying to recognize it more when it's happening, get out of it, get back into the present. Kind of like what you were saying, what's my body doing right now? That really helps me. Feeling my feet on the ground, feeling my stomach going in and out with my breaths
0: smelling what's around smelling me. uh-huh i smell the grass or whatever
3: mm-hmm. yeah
0: i used to use that one a lot when i did a lot of distance motorcycle riding when i would a car would come by me and i didn't even know it was there i'm like oh shit i should have seen it. i gotta be i have to be more aware so to come back to the moment i say, okay what am i because there's always different smells when you're on the bike it's always mm-hmm. And then I, is it, are my hands cold? Oh, my my hands are a little warm. Stuff you don't, just getting more present with what's in, going on in your body right now. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Can I feel my heart beating? Yeah, I can. That kind of thing. How about this witness business? Star said he stays a witness to life, so he endures. Have y'all ever been a witness in a court trial? I have <laughs> no, I, I was in real estate I, I've worked as an expert witness in real estate for trials in the past and when they asked me a question or any anytime a witness a TV witness says, hey, this would even work for that did the witness have anything to do with the actual crime no they just saw what they saw and they're just sharing what they saw they're not the one that's on trial. And he's saying, be a witness to lie. So how do we move from being the witness to the one on trial? <laughs> we do that. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah. The one on trial is the one being judged.
0: That's not me. I'm just the that's witness. Not
3: me. Yeah. I'm just objective. I'm neutral. I'm, I'm, you know. Wait up. I'm just sharing what, it is, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. Oh, huh. just sharing the facts because a, a lawyer never asks the witness who should win. Yeah, oh, that's right. You you're know? an attorney. I'm
0: sorry. I'm totally, <laughs> <sad>. <laughs>
3: yeah, you're bringing up bad memory. <laughs> There's a reason why I got out of that life. Yeah, uh, but no, you never ask a witness. Okay, now you've told us your story, who should win? That's not the that's the judge is gonna step in and say, No, that's inappropriate. We're just the witness is just here to tell us the facts, be objective, not biased. Honest. Honest. So how and that-, that and those are the people who the juries give credibility to more than anybody. Not the person who's suing, not the person being sued, because cause they know they've got self interested bias. But a witness who comes across as being open and honest—that's that—that makes <laughs> or breaks it.
0: And you don't ask the witness to fix the problem or to should uh, did this guy do it in a way that. You're not asking the witness to pass judgment. You're just asking the witness to share what they saw. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what re- reminded me of something I heard. Neil Donald Walsh. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Um, Let me put do not disturb. Okay. Neil Don- Neil Donald Walsh wrote Conversations with God. And I went and listened to him speak one time. And he had some throat troubles. And he said, it's all in my book, everything I'm going to say. He said, but if I were to leave you guys with one thing, leave you with one thing, I would want you to know that your problems have already been solved for you. And that's what came to mind when you talked about the perspective from the witness, because they don't have any problems to solve. And that feeling that you have no problems to solve. It's like when I go to my mom's cabin, the little double wide that's shaped up like a cabin. There's no problems to solve there. And it is the most peaceful place. And what a feeling. That's what I think of when I think of witness. But what a feeling to just be a bystander and just observe. That really put things into perspective to me when you said he stays a witness to life. I love that.
0: But that doesn't mean we don't enjoy life or that we, it doesn't mean we do nothing.
2: But I have to break it down for myself right now to really simple forms. So I have a problem of thinking I always need to be enjoying life. And if I'm not, There's something wrong. That's part of why I drank. I needed to. I needed to make a party and chaos and fun somehow. And everything needed to be a really good time. And I'm learning that everything doesn't have to be a good time. Joy isn't a a thing I (laughs) that I'm missing in my life. I feel like sometimes, and I know that joy is when we are the most free. But I'm craving that to be a witness. I'm craving that peace right now to not have so much around me and I know it's I feel in my heart it's a phase it's just part of my but that's exactly where I feel is just to observe because I'm just now realizing I know nothing and I need to open my ears and just listen and observe and get to know people that way not by me talking to them is how I used to get to know so this is really relating a lot to me this reading about my ego And But also how my ego is still a part of me. We say the hand is, we're all connected. So I've been trying to not beat myself up a lot too, because my ego does that, because I'm so this, or I'm so that, or I'm so great, or I'm so depressed. And so I'm just trying to do the work there. My son's just woke up. My son just woke up. (laughs) That's why I got distracted. I'm a 14 year old looking at me for French toast, probably so.
0: That I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks, Tina. That was good. That was real good. Yeah, the witness does not pass judgment. The witness has no problems to solve.
3: One thing Tina mentioned about wanting to feel that joy all so a, a lot all the time just reminded me that's that's when I get in trouble with with addictive behaviors is when I. When I'm latching on to a feeling that I want to feel or I don't want to leave, or else I really want to avoid this feeling when i'm when I'm trying to manage my own feelings, trying to get more of this feeling or staying away from that feeling, I'm trying to stay away from sadness or something that's totally appropriate a lot of the time, if I'm feeling sad, there's usually a reason for it. And If I'm feeling joy, that's great, but it's not something that is particularly healthy for me to just seek out moment after moment. I must feel happy. I must feel joy every moment of the day. If I can accept whatever I am feeling and accept that it will leave for good and bad, then I'm always in a, a much more satisfied state. I'd say. I feel like I can be satisfied. Feeling satisfied is something that I can feel no matter what specific feeling I'm feeling, if that makes sense. I can be okay with being sad. I can be okay with being joyful and not worry that the joy is going to leave, not worry that the sadness is never going to leave.
0: For me, Drew, I have to Now, I do the same thing that you're talking about at times. But if I want to be free of that, I have to get the focus off of my joy is when I'm happy. It's a fruit of doing the right things. If if I have peace and joy, it's because I'm doing the things that bring the peace. And then I have the joy as a result of the peace. It's the way I see it, because you can't see peace out here. I might look peaceful, but you can't really see if I'm peace, if I have peace inside. Mm -hmm. But when I am peaceful, I'm more, I'm happier. And when I look at that, if I'm in a, especially some doldrum kind of thing going on, I have to do the same thing I did with alcohol, get the focus off of me. Who can I help? How can I be a service? Talk to my sponsor about it. May need to do what he would call a mini four step, a 10th step, really. Write it out. So what's upsetting me? Write it all out. Then we talk about it. What we find out, it's a little bit of fear. I haven't surrendered yet normally. But things are going to happen. Life happens. Just because we get into recovery doesn't mean that everything is unicorns and rainbows. Parents die. Children die. My son, two years ago right now, was uh, was the four weeks that he was sick before he passed. So when those emotions come up, which they do, you just have a cry about it. You just let them go. Instead of pushing them down like we used to do, we let those things. And if we have a joyful time, we just enjoy it. Great. Got the family. Got whatever it is. Oh, we enjoyed it. Great. That's good. It's no different we have seasons of those things just when summer's over and it's starting to get cold and I don't like it and I want it to stay summer I can't it's not going to happen I just have to accept you see what I'm saying and that's the same way with our day and our moments they're always evolving it's like a wave that's continually going it's always moving we want it to stay still but it doesn't it's moving whether we realize it or not and we learn not to attach to what is, trying to hold on to it, to feel this way all the time. And then the next thing comes along and that is life. That is life. And if we're not being present, it's dragging us under. That's what it's doing. Yeah, that's good. Thank you.
2: And I, the way I feel is the only thing that's real is the present moment. And so if we're living in the future, the past, we're not living life. We're living in our story in the stories that we've created or told ourselves and um, that's my goal is to try to just stay here and it's really hard because we the mind goes and then the ego starts to lead, and then all my everything starts to follow the squirrels move but staying in the moment and I like what you said about how does your body feel somebody ran through a practice with me once where they're like, feel the tingling in your fingers, because that brings you right back. Because our fingers usually tingle somehow. And they do that. And they're like, are you listening to something at the same time? You're While you're feeling your fingers, that's doing two things at the same time. And now breathe and just, it, it was just using all your senses. But yeah, I'm glad you said that. You said, what's my body feel like right now? I like that question. That will help bring me back to the moment. But it to me it always amazes me that we live in the past or in the future and that's not living life because the only thing that's real is right now. And we're missing so many opportunities of just being a witness and I this is such a good this was such a good verse to read. I loved it. This is one of my favorites that I didn't know was my favorite.
0: Yeah, it's good, Tina. I had no idea that was there either. Had no idea. I don't even know what we brought out last time. I'll have to look and see (laughs) just for just to see, but yeah, we just have to learn to feel what we're feeling. A great book for that is Letting Go the Pathway to Surrender, David Hawkins. That book is incredible, talking about um, feelings and desires and letting go of all that stuff. He says the reason. That we have desires is because we believe we don't have what we need. And so the problem is we start desiring it and it takes us off. We're out of the moment. We're gone. How can we enjoy ourselves? Then when we get that thing, well, it's, it's all fear based. It's that moving from fear living to compassionate living. Because if our foundation is more compassion, love, kindness, understanding, all those things then that's what keeps us in the moment. If we're always entertaining our fears, that's always taking us out of the moment. I was riding down the road a couple of days ago, and I thought about some thing that happened 20 years ago with a cop, and I just got pissed off riding down the road. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this? (laughs) This happened 20 years ago. Why am I thinking about it now? And I tell that. And I just went through all this stuff in my head before I knew it. I was angry. I'm like, <laughs> man, I used to live like this. This is awful. <laughs> so I I had to surrender that and pray for the guy and all the stuff we learned to do to help bring us back to the moment. And this is the thing too. I want to stop with this. I'm not going to keep rattling. I always equated growing up that. If I was doing the right things, then I would never have bad things happen. Like God was blessing me with quotes, so to speak. So if I got into recovery and I wasn't drinking anymore and I was spending more time with the kids and all those things that we start doing, living life as a better person, really, it's easy to get the idea that I'm earning blessings, so to speak, that I'll never have bad things happen. Or when bad things happen, what did I do wrong? Or why do I deserve this? And Then you get the pity party stuff going. Life is life and life happens. What does it say? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. So we're going to have shit happen in life. It is life. We're going to have warning parents are going to die. It happens. Your pet is going to die. Your kids are going to have difficulties as they grow up. Some have more, some have less. Some turn out well and some turn out in prison. It just happens. Some you have control. Some of that you have control. Some of it is just no control whatsoever. And that's life. That doesn't mean God blessed you more because of this and God was punishing you because of this. That kind of thing. That's why I can't bind into karma and Buddhism. It's the same thing. It was heaven, hell, God, sin, and all that stuff. But I found peace when I could accept whatever was going on today. And really, the bad things weren't as bad as I was making them in my head. They never was. My son passed. That's bad. Okay. We think is bad. I accepted it and got through it with some monicum of peace about it. And I've talked about that. Many times, but was God punishing me that when we think like that, we're making the entire world still about us. Maybe his passing had nothing to do with me whatsoever. It was about him. Could I be a witness in my son's passing? Huh? Wow. Wow. I want no witness. I got right in there with it. I went right to jail with him. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man i'm going to flesh out this witness stuff a little more yeah that's a good analogy i like that ah oh, thank you jonathan Starr. yeah if i'm a witness to something that's happening in my life it detaches me from it too didn't one of the translations talked about was detached from things was the trans? was the actual words in the translation
3: mm-hmm. She is detached from all things. That's why she is one with them. Yes. Yes. And otherwise, if you're not detached, you're seeing something as right, something as wrong, something as good, something as bad. And
0: it personal, too.
3: And personal.
0: <laughs> They're doing that to me. Mm-hmm. Why is that car riding on my ass so close? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? You know, you're blah, 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 and then I'm gone. We be a witness to the moment. Y'all going to see that show up somewhere else. That's good. Any comments guys before we close? This has been a fantastic meeting. Thank you. I needed this. I needed this. I'm also going to do a better job about getting the podcasts out. I'm going to try to post one every five days to get caught up because I've got a bunch to post. So I'm going to try to produce those out and get those scheduled so we can and intermittent uh, interviews with podcast, with the Tao Te Ching, as long as I have interviews to intermit. And I would still, if you, either one of you guys want to tell your story, I would be more than happy for you to tell your story. Love to, as a matter of fact. The link is it. I can get the link to you if it's something that you need. But if not, no big deal. Anything else, guys, before we close? Oh, thank y'all. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Great. Great meeting. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Tina.
0: Thank
2: you guys so much.
0: I appreciate you. All right. You guys have a good day. I'm going to hike with my Christian friends, Christian, my AA friends from Cartersville, where I used to live. And we're meeting somewhat halfway and going hiking and going out to eat. So
1: that'll
0: be be great. So you guys have a great day and hopefully we'll see you next week.